0: Retro Rebel is brought to you by templeofgeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at templeofgeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebels release on Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofpeak.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. My name is Stacey, and with me, as always, is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. Hello. So, barring technical difficulties and anything else, sounds like uh, we have overcome quite a bit to get here today.
1: Yeah, we really have. I think what this is the fourth time's the charm on the yeah. of recording. It's fine. We got yeah. this. We got this.
0: That's right. Well, you besides that, you also. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. not,
1: it's the week of technical difficulties for me. Uh, for those that don't know, my Xbox Power Brick died. It made me think that I'd brick my Xbox. I didn't. Just the Power Brick. It's fine. 20 quid. We're shorted. We're <laughs> back fine. in business. But uh, I I did post a little bit about it on Instagram. Don't know if anybody noticed, you know, that I was QQing the loss of my Xbox. But it's fine. We're all good. Um, It's all good. And uh, because of that, I have been playing a lot more games recently than I normally would. I mean, for hours on end, just because I know that the Xbox One is getting to the end of its life cycle. And it's not going to be around that much longer. And at the moment, I really don't want to spend, nor can I get a hold of a uh, new uh, Xbox Series X. So I have been playing Sims 4. I got all the career achievements for the max level in all the different jobs that your Sims can have. And uh, I'm missing three secret achievements that have to do with ghost family members, which I can get at any point. But the triple achievement is, is uh, eluding me. I think I really have to spend the 17 quid in order to get that uh add on either the spa day or the outdoor retreat or city living which is 34 quid um in order to get that which i don't think i'm gonna do now which is sad because i've spent so much time having all these children in the game uh only to sort (laughs) of pack it in but i really think that the odds are just so stacked against you without those achievements that it's really hard to uh without those expansions it's really hard to get that achievement so right. I will probably just finish off the Ghost Ones and the Basket Case Achievement and call it done at 99% complete. Because the triplets just... I mean, I've had hundreds of pregnancies. It's just not happening. So there are other things I could be playing. And one of the things that I have started playing is Fallen Order, which I do not like.
0: <laughs> I was just so shocked at that. I know. So so why why? What is it?
1: So... One of the reasons I don't like it is because the main character is played by an actor from the U.S. TV show Shameless. He's like the redheaded kid in that family. And I just really don't like that character in that show. I find him really annoying. And his voice and mannerisms are super annoying to me. And so seeing him just in a tunic with a lightsaber, it's not enough for me to snap out of how much I dislike that Um that actor's just general presence and it's nothing like it's not his fault it's just i hate his face yeah i don't really like his face (laughs) so um and then the other thing is as i went into it sort of expecting it to be an rpg i and i didn't read anything i was just like star wars i will play it like it's fine um, and it's not an RPG. It's an action-adventure game. It's very much like a uh, obstacle coursey, runny-jumpy, wall-run sort of. I hate that. I've always hated that. Anybody who's a fan of this show will know I hate that sort of thing. So the fact that I've made it through the first three planets, as far as I can without having some of the skills that you're missing and obviously I have to backtrack to go do another thing that I hate. Um, I've right. done Dathomir and, I don't know, the starting planet and the second one.
0: Um, you know, and Dathomir, like, is is like the is the side mission planet. Mm. It's like it doesn't further the story. It does, but it's it's the planet that you can wait to do the longest.
1: Yeah, I, I went there next after the starting planet because I was like, uh, if they give me the option to be a Sith, I want to start that path now. <laughs> uh, there's no options given because it's not an RPG, and I'm gonna be honest, I was. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed. I kind of wanted to be evil. I feel like the pandemic has made me want to be evil. Oh, man. (laughs) But listen, it's free with Game Pass. I didn't pay anything for it. If I had paid full price, I would have been furious. I have to tell you. Now, is some of that my own fault? Sure. I didn't really look into the type of game that it was, but... I really can't get over the main actor, and I don't think no matter how many things that I would have read, would I have realized that it's that kid from the box art and stuff. Do you know? Right. But it's like only yeah. when you're watching the cutscenes and things like that, and I was like, oh my God, I think it's that kid. And then I googled it and I was right, and now I can't unsee it. And it's sort of <laughs> it sort of kills the immersion for me because I don't know. Have you ever watched Shameless?
0: No, I mean, not in a long time. I watched a couple episodes, and I have no idea who that person is.
1: So. Right. Well, basically, he, like, at one point, and spoilers for a very old show, Um, but he decides to be, like, a a gay rights activist, and they call him Gay Jesus, and he super gets into it and thinks that, like, his poo doesn't stink, and I just really, from that point on in the show, I didn't like him at all. And so, like... Now I can't really see him in other stuff.
0: <laughs> right. So,
1: Because it just really sort of puts me off. Um, so that's a bit of a shame because Fallen Order is quite pretty. And I have unlocked, uh, because I went to Dathomir right away, I unlocked the double lightsaber pretty quick. So I have cooler moves than maybe other people playing the game would be if they started with the other planet they recommend first.
0: Right, because I haven't finished Dathomir. I just basically know what happens.
1: Mm. So It's just there's a double lightsaber just like sitting on the workshop. It's not like a magical thing to get to. You just have to go follow the little on rails thing that you do. I don't think that's really a spoiler either. It's just that's where the double lightsaber is. Go find it like, (laughs) you know, Um, but now that I have it, I'm like, oh, but I have a double lightsaber and it's so cool. And I feel like I'm a Sith Lord, even though I don't think you're going to give me the chance to be that, you know, I just don't think I'm in the mood to be like a goody two-shoes Jedi right now. So I right. think I might leave this game sort of as is and come back to it when I'm in a better place. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that you would like it if you went into it knowing what to expect because I did know that it was supposed to be, in fact, when I first started playing it earlier this year because that's one of those games that came out last year that I started playing this year. And I really, really enjoyed it. But I knew that it was sort of Bloodborne, Demon Souls like, in that you, if you died, you kind of were given a a second chance at that same area minus some of your force power or some of your life. You know, you, and then if you died at the hands of one of the enemies, you just had to strike the enemy to get your power back. Kind of like getting, picking up your. Uh, they, there are a lot of games, including Shadowlands, the Warcraft expansion, that have kind of taken a piece of that Demon Souls, uh, uh, Bloodborne uh, style where, you, you know, you have to go kill the enemy that killed you to get your power and See, all of your I items back. See, I
1: don't really mind having to go and get my body, but I'll tell you what really grinds my gears. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, The first thing is not having the ability to scale all of the stupid obstacle course challenges in a world when you first visit it. I like to go to a place, do all the things, leave, and never look at it again. Yeah? Right. Like, I don't want to go back to Dathomir just because I can't double jump. Do you know? Right. Like, so, I hate that. And then the second thing is, whenever you rest, all the enemies respawn.
0: Right. Which is, is again, part. It is. It absolutely is. But again, I think it's a perspective. I looked at it as it made it to where you really had to think about, do I need to rest? You know, it's not as efficient, but you're like, do I have enough energy to get through this next part? Am I okay with dying? I kind of I liked it. But again, it, it was my perspective as I looked at it when I started playing it. And I may have been in a better place. When yeah, the, it, but I just for generally
1: it. for like Force Canon. It doesn't make any sense. Why when you meditate in the Force do all the enemies come back to life? What do you know? Right, right. What? Right.
0: <laughs> like yeah. maybe I, it's just maybe if and, they
1: gave you instead like a exhaustion bonus or like like when you rest too many times you're like groggy. I don't know. Like they could have done something else that made sense, but like I've already killed all these night brothers. And now you brought them all back, and they are contrary to popular belief, way harder than the stormtrooper enemies,
0: way harder. Oh, I thought they were. I thought they were one of the hardest early enemies that I faced in the game. Like I had to come back to Deathmare to get them.
1: Hundred um, percent. Oh, they they kicked my butt several times. Um, right. But you know, is that necessarily a deal breaker? No. Like I have played Force Awakened and things like that, and I feel like those are sort of similar type of games. Um, but yeah, the, the actor and the new resting mechanic and the not having the right powers to go into specific areas. I just hate that sort of thing. That isn't fun. Right. It takes me out of the story. I'm like, but why though? You know, I'm an all powerful right. Jedi. Why? You know?
0: <laughs> yes. But part of the narrative was him learning those powers and getting them back because he had disconnected him. I, I totally see it though. I told, I, I, I see where you're coming from and I could. I think if I did not go into it kind of expecting I was going to get my butt handed to me, which I did in that game, and then also that that mechanic of the resting thing, uh, I could see how that would be frustrating. I really enjoyed that part of it though, and and I know that's just probably a difference uh, of that perspective. But I actually enjoyed that. I enjoyed one thing about uh, to your point on on sending you back to planets to to kind of achieve things that you couldn't do earlier. One of the things uh, that they have, I thought they did fairly well was they gave you a reason to go back to those planets. Like, there would be a part of the story that you would unlock when you go back. So, yes, I do have to come back, and I couldn't get over to that one spot, but I don't need to right now. And now that I've got this other power and uh, a part of the story, something I didn't know before, I can come back to here, and it made sense. So they gave you a reason to... Even if it was, you know, a little convoluted or, you know, made it It just muddied seems sort the of water. contrived,
1: though, like, if you think about it. Is, it is, yeah. Like, it is. You're in a planet. Why wouldn't you have explored it fully? Like, that just seems like a waste right. of gas.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hyperdrive I coils agree. or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um.
0: No, I, I totally see that.
1: Oh, the and the other thing, the little pilot dude, I yeah. hate him. <laughs> He's super annoying. He's the yeah. worst. A- <laughs> I, the only, the only thing I like about that stupid game is the little cute droid.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, is pretty good.
1: He's so cute. And he wanted to be your best mate, like right away. And I was like, I can get behind this because who wouldn't want to be my best mate, like right away. I'm right. And, but the then Jedi. also being
0: a cute and being a cute droid didn't hurt.
1: Yeah. But other than that. Bung it, bung it all, bruv. Yeah, nah, I'm not. I mean, I wanted to play as the the seeking sister, sister, second sister, the one second who sister. shows up like right at the beginning. I was like, right. why can't I play as you? I like you. You seem cool. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is so much different than you normally are in these games where you play Paragon and you're, you know, you're not the one kicking people off the ledge and Listen, shooting them in the face because they don't pay. Listen, 2020
1: has been a year, yeah, and I uh, well, see it's funny. To be a bad guy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's so funny because I would always play the renegade in these games and you would be the paragon and and my how things have changed.
1: I know. I know. So sorry. Well,
0: that's all right. Well, um lately I have been playing Cyberpunk uh and so I, I will not spoil anything or uh or, or ruin anything, but I've been, well I've been playing Cyberpunk and I've been playing Shadowlands. So I've played a lot more Shadowlands for Warcraft. Probably 25 or 30 hours of that. Uh, at least. And then uh, Cyberpunk, I probably paid, played six to eight hours or so. Uh, and and as as most people have seen in the news or everywhere else, I've been playing it on PlayStation 4. Um, it took me a day and a half to download the 100 gigs yeah. for the game and the patch. And then when I finally did get to play it, it was fine in terms of like what I was able to do. Uh, the story I was able to kind of get... I chose the uh, the nomad, uh, you know, the guy that's outside the city. Uh, I think they're nomads. Oh, listen, I've
1: got to be corpo all the way.
0: Oh, I know, I know. We kind of talked about this when we when we first were watching the stories and and the background on each one of the characters that you could pick. And so I picked the nomad outside the city. Uh, you know, the gist of it is, you you uh, are there are lots of nomad groups and they all kind of wear back patches like motorcycle clubs.
1: Oh, so you were like, "I'm in."
0: Oh, I'm in. This is like totally me. This is so. This is
1: basically me like, already. I'm
0: well, as with every role playing game, I try to put a little bit of who I am personally in it, so I can, you know, RP properly. Um, <laughs> now the big question but,
1: is, did you go overboard with the wee wee slider? You, yeah. I'll,
0: you know what's funny about that is I actually went with no wee wee.
1: <gasps> no wee <wee-wee>. wee. <So, laughs>
0: So you get to you can actually choose genitals and genital size. <laughs> and I I chose to go with the underwear option.
1: So you're a kin doll.
0: I'm a kin doll. I'm That's a kind doll in the game. And and I and I did it for a lot of reasons. One, I was like, Well, I don't wanna have to see this again later in the game. <laughs> number two number two, uh and, and most importantly is I was like, okay, well, I know this is a mature game, but how mature? And I don't want to be playing this game and my kids come in here and and uh, and it's just the most inopportune time while I'm playing Cyberpunk. And so I went with the underwear option. Little did I know that that's probably the tamest or or uh, tamest part of this game in terms of the adult content. I mean, it from the get-go, it is all adult all the time. Uh, That's so what if, I've
1: been wanting the whole time. See, this is my conundrum. Yes, yeah, it's a hundred
0: percent that, and so ah. it's a hundred percent all adult all the time. This, the the cyberpunk, the environment, the 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 dystopian world that you get to take part in is, I mean, there there, there, are, there are there are children in the in the world, but man. Childhood has to be a thing of the past in terms of there's no innocence in this place. Everything, everything is hypersexualized. Every advertisement on TV or in every elevator that you get in, it's all a double entendre. It's it's actually pretty funny. But I mean, if you uh, if once you get past the bugs, which to me had not been game breaking at the time of this recording, uh, they just been a little bit distracting. I'm I'm pretty lenient and things like that but i can promise you that a lot of the issues coming up to this point with the game in terms of development were probably warranted the pushback and and the and the delays on the game all of that was they knew what was coming and and the issues that the game was having it's one of the reasons why you didn't see any gameplay for xbox or playstation uh is because they knew that you couldn't go 10 minutes without it bugging out And having an issue, and so, uh, but that being said, some of it, I couldn't tell if it was actually a part of the game, because you would go to talk to somebody, and they would put the subtitles at the bottom, and the subtitles, for me, would scramble from different languages into English, so it would be like, he's talking, and it would, like, go into binary, and then it would start in Spanish, and then it would end in English, and I was like... What? Oh, well that's cool. Is that a part of is that a part uh, of the game? Do you
1: know what though? Like this is sounds like the sort of game that I've been asking for the whole time. You yeah. know? Like it's gonna be really hard for me to not. I wonder and I'm this.
0: interested once you get it, I'm interested and in, we can compare notes as to like your beginning the beginning part of your story. How you get into New City or you know, and 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 from a corpo perspective, because like my way into the city and, and getting started into my storyline is gonna be different than yours. Mm, I'm sure there's yeah. gonna be overlaps in in who we meet and and talk to and how we get from A to B. And uh, I think that stuff's cool because I probably won't play it again once I play through it. I I, I like having the one playthrough as being my canon but i like hearing other people's i've and i've been that way for a long time but a lot of it has to do with the fact i just don't have the time yeah to play, to play no i mean i times.
1: wanted to do corpo from the beginning cuz i think like right. you know that that's what resonated with me the most right um, right
0: me too yeah i understand
1: but i i mean i'm not going to be a ken doll come on like this is going to be great <laughs> like i <laughs> well excited. i could have
0: absolutely been a male uh, character with with no genitalia or female genitalia so <laughs> It was, you, uh, you can be, so you can I mean, be I the you, it. you want to be kids yeah. or
1: even young people around me, uh, yeah. I'd probably do the same thing if I had kids.
0: It Well, uh, yeah. And, and like, okay, so <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a, uh, one of the first missions you and I'm not going to tell you anything about the mission other than the fact that you go, you have a, a, a goal that you have to accomplish. And as I go to this location to accomplish the miss, mission. Everything about, like, everything about my uh, path to accomplish this mission, I ran the gamut in every adult, potential adult uh, theme that you would need to be warned about in this one location. (laughs) From murder to nudity to sexual, uh, every, every sexual box you could check was in this one location. So everything was there. And uh, and I got to uh, I got to experience all of that, so that was good, and um, <laughs> made it made it to where uh, I definitely um, I definitely knew I'd made the right choice in in going with the Kindle. So so uh, that brings us to our second segment, which is the news. What news do you got?
1: Well, maybe it's a great segue to just mention how much Cyberpunk 2027 has been in the news. Um,
0: yeah, it has,
1: they, you know, cyberpunk 2027, of course, have released a statement saying, you know, like they're sorry for the bugs and yada, yada, but there was one phrase in it and it was something to the effect of, we didn't anticipate the demand on last gen consoles. What? Like you sold a cyberpunk I didn't see that. 2077 Xbox one S. Do you know? Right. What are they talking about? Like, they know that's that...
0: disappointing. I didn't read that. That's disappointing.
1: Yeah. The adoption rate for new consoles is always bad in the first year because not everybody can either get a hold of them, afford to buy them. What, you know, like, so the idea that they didn't or they just ignored significant problems, which the bugs are so prevalent, they must have been obvious,
0: you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And they were like, "No, nah, it's fine." Like people say, that we have to release it, so here you go. Enjoy this flaming turd. It
0: bothered like... me. It bothered me how much uh, information you could find out on the PC, but how little you could you could find on PS4 and Xbox One. It was just very. It was frustrating because I was trying to find any information I could about, uh, you know, downloading early uh, for people who had pre-ordered. Because I yeah. pre ordered it and I was like, maybe I can download the day before because you could on PC. Nada, nothing for Xbox or PlayStation 4.
1: Right. I just so really that was think frustrating. maybe they thought more people were going to get their hands on the new con. I have no idea, but it, that just seems like a bold place lie to me because. Anyone who has watched any console launches at any point in history knows that it takes a long time before you have total adoption. Well, there are people still playing on original Xboxes and Xbox 360s, you know. Right. So, right. you know, not everybody can afford. You know, not everybody can afford to get the next console. So, do it's you really think that's a disconnect?
0: Do you think that's yeah. just a disconnect? Because CD Projekt Red doesn't seem to be that disconnected. Do you think it's either that or they truly thought that more people because this either way there is a disconnect between CD Project Red and maybe the idea of how prevalent the PlayStation's and X, new Xboxes were going to be or how you know or or just complete negligence towards if that it, that crowd.
1: They knew it was this broken. They should not have released it for old gen. Right. Do you know? Right. Like that knew. would have been
0: better and and less controversial if you just go ahead and release it and then release it later on the on the because what that would do would drive drive people to buy those consoles if it's something they really wanted they'll go and buy those consoles for that game if that's something they really wanted if it's a game that gets received well and it comes out and and it's yeah. not as buggy on that and, and have a better
1: experience
0: and have a better experience and and then the and then the narrative in the media, is so much better. Yeah, you're pissed because the, the people owning PS4s and PS and Xbox Ones can't play it yet. That's a small price to pay for putting out a good product when there are so many people that I just don't see how they wouldn't have known that the PlayStations were going to be difficult to get and you're going to have guys scalping, buying them by the hundreds with bots yeah. and, and then reselling them. Like, God, that, those, that's got to be criminal, but it ain't. Yeah. It, it should be.
1: But anyway, that's beside the point. That's the next part of my news story. You know, most people are still unable to get a Series X or a PS5. Stocks are still out all over the U.S. and the U.K. There's almost none available anywhere. Um, And uh, eBay scalpers are currently charging between 50% and 200% markups on consoles on the reseller market. And in fact, some of them don't even have actual consoles. They are paying people for photos of their consoles, like unique photos, then listing those on eBay and then taking people's money and sending them bricks. That's happened several times. Wow. Yeah, because obviously people can reverse image search and see if that image is a unique image. If it's a unique image, then what? Chances are the person does have the console and, you know, maybe you feel more confident. So they're really getting crafty. Like just a PSA, like don't buy ebay consoles never do it not only does it encourage them to continue doing this but it also means that uh you're more likely to get scammed it does take a long time to get your money back it isn't an instant thing you have to open cases like you know it's their word against yours yada yada you know It's just a mess. Like, only buy consoles from legitimate retailers for many, many reasons. Not the least of them is warranties, lack of scams, and paying a fair market rate for things, you know?
0: Right. That's absolutely right, you know? Uh,
1: I I guess my last piece of news is that uh, EA did quite a weird reversal. Everyone thought they were going to purchase Take-Two Studios, and they went and bought sort of legacy British development studio Codemasters for 1.2 billion US dollars this
0: week now who are they uh, what what IPS are they responsible for
1: uh, so Codemasters is an older studio let me look up their total their uh, titles Codemaster releases okay so they do f1 dirt rally. Uh, Let's see, Overlord, Onrush, Super Rajan Hood, Grid. So they're like a, I would say they're like a tier two sports, primarily sports studio. I think that's probably a fair, you know, so they have like all the dirt rally games and that sort of thing. Right. So, but it is weird that they wouldn't buy take two. Because Take Two is obviously a much more prominent studio, and for that kind of money, I, don't
0: I wonder know. if they are doing anything else in the European market that made them more, I don't know, more desirable.
1: Not really. I mean, those none of those games would I consider like golden AAA titles. They're like your standard double A mid range titles for for right. me.
0: Um, no, Overlord is a
1: very fun game, though, to be fair. It's a very fun game. Um, that's probably my favorite one they make. I don't think I've played many of the other ones because I don't really like car racing games.
0: <laughs> right. I haven't either, and that's, so that's interesting. So I don't know really anything on the background on those games and how yeah, lucrative it was just interesting they are. So.
1: Everyone was speculating that they were going to buy Take-Two, and that's you know what this is all about. And it was fine, basically finalized, and then, yeah, they reversed their course this week, but... It just makes EA even a bigger studio.
0: <laughs> so, uh, for me, the two new pieces of news that, that I wanted to talk about are: CD Projekt Red is giving refunds to disgruntled gamers. Uh, anybody who is, uh, especially on the PlayStation and Xbox uh, format, but those that are truly upset about the bugs and everything else are are getting refunds. And uh, and so for that. Uh, I commend them. I think there's a lot uh, to be said for a company who put out a product that had bugs in it and probably wasn't where it needed to be and uh, giving money back to those those individuals that were upset and not not really weren't given what they thought that they had paid for. And I I commend them for that, even though that I feel like they've made a lot of mistakes up to this point. I think that's an act in, in good faith. So. And then, lastly, uh, Shadowlands is out, and the latest patch is out. And so, with that, they have—I um, I, believe—the first, the first part of their uh, uh, raid content, and and uh, and and some of the covenant content is out there in the new patch, and and that's been really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So for. So for the, the Shadowlands stuff, um, I have really, I've really enjoyed it. I picked, I know that you don't know much about the, the, probably the different covenants, but in this expansion you get four covenants you get to pick from. And you're basically exploring the afterlife in, in the world. Act, the, the afterlife for every world in World of Warcraft. So regardless of what planet you're, you come from, everyone comes to this afterlife. Right, and and it is in disarray, and so from there, uh, you you after you finish the main storyline, you pick a covenant, and then you work with that covenant to get all the perks you do you get with that, but to set it back right, and and uh, set everything right, uh, in in the afterlife, and and uh, I have picked the Venthir, which are kind of like vampire boys and girls. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. And, and, uh, the main currency in this, uh, or kind of like your resource is Anima, which you can pull from s- different souls and, and creatures in the, in the afterlife to power, whatever it is that you need to power. And so, uh, it, it uh, you have stores of it and it's, it's used, it's, it's a source of power. And, um, they had the coolest armor. They had some of the coolest mounts to me and some of the best perks, for my class and so right uh so i went to them and their and their world is pretty interesting to see it's very gothic it's lots of gargoyles and
1: (laughs) very devil uh, may cry
0: very devil may cry very emo for sure but uh but (laughs) anyway that's it uh and that was my news so uh that segues us nicely to our main topic main topic yeah it's the it's that time of the year again and and uh Lots of games, uh, well, I say lots of games have been released. I would actually say for a given year that maybe there were less games released. Good games were released this year for sure. But it just seems like there weren't as many games released due to uh, COVID and, and some of the other complications and challenges this year. But, I mean, what do you think? Were there? Did it seem like there were less games released this year?
1: Yeah, that's how I felt. Um, and it makes sense. Um...
0: Right. Right.
1: I think with people working from home when they're used to being in a studio, there are a lot of challenges with that. Nobody's home internet connection is that good. I imagine just rasterizing a single scene must take forever. Um, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I can imagine pe- you, people trying to do development with their home internet connection, at just evidenced by the problems that we're having today, you know?
0: <laughs> right. It can't be
1: the best. But... As we always do, when we do our best games that we played in 2020, they're just games we played this year. It's not games necessarily that came out this year. It's not, they might not even come out last year. They might be quite old games. I I know one of mine is quite old. Um, But it's things, you know, games that we enjoyed playing in the last year to just take a look back. And if anybody is looking for some diversion, I know the UK has just re-entered a lockdown in a lot of places. So uh, maybe some of these picks might ride you through to the end of the year.
0: Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, And some of these are on Game Pass and PlayStation Now as well. So if you've got those services, uh, this could be a game you could kind of pick up just for the price of your monthly subscription. So um, that could be good. Yeah. So, uh normally we would uh, we we have in the past had uh more or less random categories uh but we've kind of created more of a uniform approach this time. So uh we have specific categories, each of us has a selection for each category and we can talk a little bit about those games once we uh once we uh award them with our very prestigious uh awards.
1: Yeah, um, very prestigious.
0: Yeah, very prestigious. <laughs> um, so uh, first uh, first award we can discuss is the best new IP for 2020. Yeah,
1: this is my favorite award category. It should just be.
0: It's it's gonna be a a a plastic gold painted dumpster fire. Is what it is. That's what we <laughs> that's what we hand. Hand each one of these recipients.
1: So. Oh, could you imagine?
0: <laughs> Maybe one day
1: we'll have the budget to get actual trophies. I'm yeah. sure they were. Or would at love least we can get someone that. to render that.
0: <laughs> yeah, can we just get them to render that, and we can just put a little picture. Rendered picture of that gold-plated dumpster fire right next to each one of these.
1: Perfect. Love it. <laughs> so um, for, for mine, the best new IP that I played in 2020 was The Outer Worlds. Now, that actually came out in October 2019. Uh, the Switch version did come out in 2020. So for some people, it would have been a 2020 release. But I think The Outer Worlds is a creative, fun, A Sort of retro feeling sci fi adventure. It felt dynamic. The choices felt like they mattered. And there was enough warning before making a substantial choice that it made easy to do multiple playthroughs and experience the story in different ways. And the best part for me was the sidekicks. They were so powerful that towards the end of the game, I was barely doing any shooting at all. And I actually kind of enjoyed that. I felt like, oh, look at this team I've built and and they're just kicking things butt for me and I don't have to do much. (laughs) And so uh, I really enjoyed The Outer Worlds. I know that there's going to be, I believe, an expansion coming out soon for it. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that as well. And so that is why The Outer Worlds is my best new IP for 2020
0: i wish that i liked the outer worlds more i i played it and and you know that what's interesting with this and i and i got a similar feeling with cyberpunk any game any role-playing game that puts a really um puts a premium on that first person shooter element i struggle with like i struggle with fallout even though you had the the TARDIS system or whatever that system is you got you got the system that where you can slow things down and shoot things strategically vats vats I wanted to and TARDIS I knew that wasn't what it was called but wanted to <laughs> use a nerd term anyway doctor uh, but, who <laughs> <laughs> exactly so you know so I knew that um that 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 element was going to probably give me a challenge I'm just not as good at, at that that element I like turn-based because it is slower, but I get to think about exactly what I want to do. Well, Cyberpunk actually lets you do that. It lets you, like, hit start and whatever, and you can think you can even change weapons in the middle of a battle, um, which is really nice and convenient and kind of slows things down a bit so you can think through what you want to do. The Outer Worlds may have done that to an extent, but I didn't get that impression. Like, I went into the first couple of interactions and got killed pretty quickly because I didn't... I didn't realize you know there's not a chest high wall for me to get behind i, I <laughs> there's actually the power had to...
1: that you can take that slows down time and i took that power right away so yeah. my experience was quite different from yours i think
0: yeah it, it must have been because i got the i got the ever living crap kicked out of me uh, from from the get-go and that just deterred me because i liked the story and i liked going doing the side missions and things like that uh the the combat wasn't as much fun to me so uh, so the best new IP for me uh, is uh, Ghosts of Tsushima, um, a a game that surprised me and how much I really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite games of all time now. Uh, just really, uh, it really captured everything. It, it checked all the boxes for me for something that I would I am interested in. It had action, it had a good story, had great music. It was it was thoroughly engaging, um, you know. It had combat and and the and collectibles and things that were actually fun to do. Uh, and and you know sometimes right. it just seems like you've got busy work.
1: Yeah, I remember but you this... saying that a lot actually while while you were actively playing it.
0: Right, it's one of the games that I and I'm very close to platinuming it. And it's one of the, it, it's it will be the first game I've ever platinumed. But not because it's the first one I could, it's the first one I've ever wanted to. <laughs>
1: Wow, You know, okay. most of the
0: time, yeah, most of the time I just, I finished it, and I have gotten what I wanted to out of that game. But this is a game that I actually want to complete. It, it, is, uh, it has been that much, that enjoyable and that much fun. Uh, and so I look forward to anything that they add to this. I know that they've added some multiplayer stuff to it. I haven't really played much of it. But, you know, just collecting the costumes, a lot of the history. I even went back and read some of the history on what happened. Uh, you know, I wanted to know was the ghost of Tsushima an actual person? Uh, you know, looking at how uh, when the Mongolians actually invaded Japan, uh, I mean, all of those things are real history, historical events. Um, but I wanted to, I didn't know that until I played this game. So, um, right, definitely a great game, uh, uh, and and one of my favorites of all time.
1: See, I really feel like PlayStation got the best game releases in 2020 cuz with Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Last 2 Last of Us
0: 2 yeah I
1: mean yeah. those are exclusive I can't play those
0: I know it and I hate that I hate that for you but yeah you're right those are two those are probably two of the best games that have been released all year and they yeah. were exclusive to to PlayStation
1: Well because of that, that brings us to our next topic <laughs> the best old right. title, because that's what yes. Amanda got stuck playing most of the year. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, so, for me, I'd have to give that to The Sims 4. You know, if you've been following the podcast, you'll know that I have a personal challenge to try to complete every achievement without ever paying for The Sims 4. Uh, EA, the last several months would regularly give you a uh, free access for a weekend or whatever. And I take the opportunity and get a few achievements, get a few achievements, get a few achievements. And I have uh, five achievements left to get. And it looks like I will finish it with only one that I can't achieve. And that's the triplets achievement. And that's what we discussed earlier, but the Sims four, I feel like is a solid, time sink of a game that has been continually enjoyable for me over the last several years, whenever I get a chance to play it. And because it went on game pass, recently in 2020 i now can play it inclusive on my subscription technically for free still um and <laughs> uh, get those last few achievements so that's why it's on the list for me of the best old title that i played this year um because now it's inclusive with game pass under ea play
0: nice um yeah, well for me and best old title uh I because we don't have as many categories I'm I'm going to cheat like I normally do in these.
1: Here we and, go. And and
0: have a a combo and it's only because I've I, I got to play one right at the end here. Um and uh and I wanted to include it for especially for anybody that hasn't played it yet uh to let you know that it is on playstation now so if you've got that service you can kind of play it for your subscription price so jedi fallen order is the first one i played it earlier this year i didn't get to play it in the fall but i played it this spring and uh it was when the quarantine first hit and so it was the game that i spent the majority of my time playing and that and after party and uh i really i unlike you i did really enjoy it i've uh found the uh Dark Souls, Demon Souls-esque, Bloodborne style of a little bit of a challenge. Uh, you know, the the not really holding your hand, not directing you as to where you needed to go. Obstacles, having to backtrack a little bit of that Metroidvania style, picking up new skills and coming back. I kind of liked that, so um, it's definitely the the best old title I played this year, up until I played Days Gone. I had not played Days Gone when it originally released. I'm not a big horror game fan, and so I didn't really want to play a game that was going to stress me out. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, he is. This, so the the main character is a former motorcycle club member who uh, I'm <laughs> rides a motorcycle. A theme here. There's a theme here. I'm not sure why. Uh, there is a uh, there is a a motorcycle element. It is one of. It's kind of like a, a character in the game. The motorcycle is, and so you can uh, you can fix it up to be, uh, you know, for performance and and to to go longer and faster and a lot of other perks that you can kind of add to it. You have to turn wrenches on your bike all the time. But there are there is a horror element, and you get these hordes of zombies that that chase you, and and uh, part of it is figuring out how to best manage these hordes uh and to to kind of venture through places where you know that they're roaming around and and um so the story is very engaging it was it was it was uh very interesting i haven't finished it uh but of the games i've played this year these are two older games uh that i thoroughly enjoyed and right now you can play either one of them on either xbox game pass or on playstation now so if you've got game pass you can play jedi fallen order and if you've got PlayStation Now, you can play Days Gone uh, if you didn't pick it up before. So highly highly recommend at least giving them a shot and seeing if it's something that you might like. Um, because they're similar. There's action-adventure-type games, uh, and and uh, that, that may be where the similarities end. <laughs> but uh, but they have been. I've enjoyed them. So two games, best, uh, best old title tie, Jedi Fallen Order, Days Gone.
1: Wow, okay.
0: Yeah, there's, um, your, there's your dumpster fire.
1: <laughs> I'm just sensing a theme here. That's, Days Gone sounds like the most niche game possible that would appeal to you.
0: <laughs> hey, you're, yeah, it would. And and the horror element it was almost enough to keep me from even trying it. But, you know, being being as it was uh, almost effectively free, it was the only reason for me to try it. And I have enjoyed it. So
1: That's all it takes. Listen, it doesn't matter what the game is as long as you have fun. Um,
0: That's right. That's
1: which... Right. You know, they don't even have to have good graphics anymore, as evidenced by my pick for the next category, which is Best Viral Game. So uh, there were several viral games in 2020. Now, I would say uh, games don't necessarily become viral the year that they're released. I think both of these games were released earlier, maybe in 2019 or maybe early in the year, and then gained virality through streamers and things like that. Um, But for me, it was Among Us, and the Temple of Geek team uh, played a live stream Among Us game. It was super fun, and I've picked it up a couple times since then and played on my own. Um, For me, it's the first mobile game I've played that feels like a real gaming experience and not an exploitative sort of cash grab. Um, Right, you know, it's fully fleshed out. It's got an interesting mechanic. You know, there's suspense, there's subterfuge, it's spawned memes, um, you know, red is always sus, so on and so forth. You know, there's just a lot of internet culture that's actually sprung out of this game. And that's why I think not only is it a fun title to play, but it's also important culturally to the internet in 2020.
0: I would agree. Yeah. Um... For me, I, I would have to say uh, best viral game is also Among Us. Uh, I think that 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 uh, initial session that we did with the Temple of Geek, where we all got to play together, sold me on this. Uh, I I hadn't played it. I think it did it come out in 18 or 17. I mean, it's been out for yeah, a while. Yeah, it's
1: old. Yeah, it's old.
0: Um, but but really didn't gain or garner all the attention, gain the steam until recently, and um was just kind of thrust in and, and now it's even got an expansion uh, that's coming out so uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it I've picked it up I've played it on uh, PC I bought it on PC actually and then I've played it on mobile mobile as well so um, it's definitely more fun on the PC for me it's just easier to, for me to control yeah uh, but it was a, it was it was a lot of fun and it's a game you can kind of pick up and and you don't really not a lot of investment you can just pick up and play. Uh, and you're playing with others, and everybody's sus. <laughs>
1: That's true. Everybody is sus. Everybody uh, but I would sus. like to just throw out an honorable mention. Now, I didn't get to play this game. It wasn't available on um, on Xbox, but uh, Fall Guys is very popular. It was also a viral game around the same time, uh, just before Among Us became viral. Super popular. It looks great, uh, but the reason why it didn't make my list is because I personally wasn't able to play it.
0: Yeah, no, I understand that. I understand that. Um, <laughs> which brings us to the next uh category, which is best multiplayer game. Pew pew. Yeah, best multiplayer game. And so, uh, you you started last one, and and that's a nice segue to my best multiplayer game, which uh I actually did get to play, and that I, I could have chosen Among Us, and and I think that that would have been a valid choice, but it didn't come out this year and uh fall guys uh did and i've got to play that a lot and i laughed i have laughed a lot playing that game that game is a lot of fun (laughs) it is um it's just really silly and and uh getting to i played it with my son i've played it with my wife she or i've just watched her play it and, and watching them play it and even playing it myself sometimes you get caught in some of those traps uh, and you get in this cycle where the whatever is spinning or whatever platform you're trying to get on, you just keep getting smacked off or spun around in a circle or it's just impossible and you keep falling. <laughs> and you're this adorable character that you can decorate in ridiculous hats and outfits. And it's just a lot of really it's just a lot of really innocent fun. It's a lot of fun, and it's really funny. And I don't think I've laughed as hard at any game. Uh, this year for sure, as I did with with um, Fall Guys. So anyway, that's my multiplayer game. If you can, if you get a chance, if you can play it, it's definitely, it's worth, it's worth the, the uh, it's worth the time. It's pretty good.
1: It looks so fun, and it does it show you so that fun. like the you don't have to have the best graphics, ultra realistic, for something to be a good game. Right?
0: No, 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 just a little bit of depth and uh, and a lot of fun. I mean, just you know, it's it's it is repetitive, but in, in the best way possible, in, in something that is enjoyable, something that you want to do repeatedly. So.
1: Yeah. Well, for me, mine does have really super realistic graphics and all the bells and whistles. <laughs> uh, the multiplayer game that I enjoyed the most this year was Call of Duty Warzone. And I think that's because with a little bit of tactics and practice, you know, you can actually get decently good at uh the battle royale format um you know you can customize a character to a way that suits your play style you know you can coordinate with your team or you can go at it alone there's just so many ways to play the game and for me it's the first time i've actually enjoyed a call of duty multiplayer experience because usually it's just really high body counts and really low kill death ratios and not much else going on I just think right. that warzone allows different creative ways for you to play if you want to be a little bit more stealthier you know if you want to create a bunker if you want to be aggressive or run around in vehicles you know there's just lots of different ways to play and I really did enjoy playing warzone and the fact that it is free to play makes it very accessible there's a big community you don't wait long for games. And so that's why it's my best multiplayer game of 2020.
0: Right. And I, I didn't play it, so I really have no point of reference. Uh, I'm sure it's good. I mean, or it, it's uh, enjoyable um, if, if you like the first-person shooters. And it's not necessarily my bag, but it looked good. I've watched my son play it, so. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> so. It, it
1: is good. You know, it's really high energy. It's high anxiety. Uh, but it, it's a fun game. It's well done. So, Uh, I think it deserves its place up here. For the next one, uh, our category is the most surprisingly fun game. And for this one, what I was envisioning was just like a game that if you just read the description, you'd be like, what? And you wouldn't pick it up. But because (laughs) maybe it was on a subscription service or something, you tried it and you're like, actually, this is a dope game. And for me, that was Two Point Hospital now it very much looks like a crappy facebook game um but it's surprisingly fun there's loads of witty banter that you know the little announcer woman says over the radio uh there are fun challenges to achieve it's a sort of an economics supply and demand sort of game mixed with the sims but in a hospital i don't know it's sort of hard to describe it's very low budget it's very basic graphics but if you like building sims and you like resource management um as a core game mechanic i think you would really enjoy two-point hospital and it's uh free with game pass i think if even if you don't have game pass it's only a couple bucks and i spent easily 10 hours playing this little goofy game and having the best time (laughs) you know yeah So uh, there there was one point where I had to, you know, it does get very hard later on and it got too hard for me to enjoy it any longer. I was like, what's going on? Like there are cold spots in the hospital and I don't know, but all of it's not realistic. So like you'll be treating people for like a broken funny bone and like, you know, people will have like light bulbs instead of heads and then there's like a machine you put in the hospital that like unscrews the light bulb and puts their head back on like it's those sort of things that are quite funny and endearing i think without that it would be quite boring if it was ultra realistic but because they're kind of making a joke out of it it's fun and you know 2020 hashtag pandemic like what is more appropriate than two-point hospital
0: right (laughs) (laughs) no i i uh i looked at some videos of that game and it actually looked a lot of fun it looked like it was a lot of fun. It was uh, fun. I didn't play it though. So, well, uh, for me, most surprisingly fun game. This was a category is a little bit harder for me because I didn't. <sighs> I, without making the same, giving the same, award, or giving the same game multiple awards. Uh, I tried to think about what what game did I play this year that seemed to be that I wouldn't have played otherwise, and I just played it, not expecting anything, and then just really enjoyed what I did play. And it's an older game that is, uh, it was on PlayStation uh, Now that I downloaded and I and, uh, got a chance to finally play it. I, when did it release? I guess it released maybe in 16. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's called Gravity Rush. Have you ever played it? No, I
1: haven't, I don't know. No.
0: If, I don't know if it came out on Xbox at all. So, basically, Gravity Rush, um, there is this... Man, if I can even remember the story, Uh, it's the story. It's real loose on the story and it's not a very long game, but basically you have control over gravity and can use it to change your, you can use it to change gravity to where you can either fly and then point and and click kind of like portal and set your, your destination as being the, the point where gravity is going to pull you. So basically if I want to, if I want to walk up the side of a wall, I can point, I can point my cursor at the wall that's where i'll i'll float to so it'll pull me to that point then i can run up the side of the wall uh in between that i might need to pick up something so uh, as you're you're trying to direct your character in a way where you can also like pick up things that are floating in space and and uh like maybe i need to get an item and the item's up near the top of this building but it's not i can't get to it directly in a straight line so i have to go one direction, float towards it then I have to uh, redirect my character so that I can get to the top of this building and that's the destination. And the whole point is is you're trying to manipulate gravity on and off and change your direction to get from one destination to the next and and it kind of pushes this very loose story right of how you're you know why you need to do that and you're chasing some alternate version of yourself and and uh, and, and kind of putting the pieces to the puzzle. Of the story together while you're doing it. Uh-huh. And so story is not the most important part of this. I think it's the gameplay that I really enjoyed. And uh, I found myself, I was like, I downloaded it. It didn't take long. It's not a very big game. Started playing it and found myself just kind of addicted to, I'm, okay, I'm just going to play it a little longer. I'm going to get to the next checkpoint. Okay, I'm going to get to the next checkpoint. And it was just a lot of fun. And so it was a game that I did not think I was going to have that much fun playing. And of all the games that I played this year that have been release, released either this year or previously, it's the one I had zero expectations for, and the one that I actually enjoyed uh, way more than I than I actually thought. I had I had no, I didn't think I'd think of it, tw- you know, two seconds. Might just give it a try. It was it was a, a palate cleanser, really, you know, for me <laughs> after playing after playing Last of Us Two or something like that. And You're like, let me play something that I don't have to think about really. Yeah. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. So, Gravity Rush. It's uh, on PlayStation now still, so.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So, with all those being said, our last category of course is our pick for game of the year in 2020. Yeah. So, yes. out of all the games that you played in 2020, Stacy, what was the absolute best experience for you? <sighs>
0: You know I I really want to put Last of Us 2 here as the game of the year because it it was such a an enjoyable game and it was such a a it's such a good game and such a great story and it's it moving and probably is um it's in my top games all time the whole Last of Us series both of those games they are they are excellent games uh, excellent narrative experiences highly recommend if you if you haven't played the last of us i encourage you to play it and and if once you've played that then jump right into last of us 2 it it is it, i i couldn't recommend a game any more um, that being said i also wouldn't recommend it more or less than my game of the year which is ghost of Shish- tsushima um, ghost of tsushima is just one of the best gaming experiences that I've had ever. Um, Just one of the most enjoyable. Uh, One of the things about The Last of Us 2 that kind of put this game ahead of it was it is so emotionally draining. Um, That game, you really, uh, from the stress of, (laughs) of the clickers to just how awful some of the people are, and if you're really invested in the story at all, it makes that game emotionally draining. And so by the time you're done with it, you're like, man, this is that was a lot, <laughs> you yeah. know, to take. And Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima is is just such a it's just a wonderful experience that doesn't necessarily require. I mean, you you need to know what's going on in the story, but there's so much more in the actual gameplay uh, that you can kind of get lost in just just side missions and side quests and and going off and doing things because it's so much fun to do the the, the battle mechanics are so much fun. And and some of the collections and some of the getting the new costumes and and clothing dyes and fighting other samurais and and straw hats and and, and all the little things that you can do, all the different haikus that you can write and and, uh, just exploring the countryside is and I, I think I said this on another episode, it's zen-like, you know, riding your horse and just hearing the ambient music in the background and the wind blowing, once, you, once you're once you riding long enough, your whole UI just disappears, and so it's just you riding through these fields and trees and seeing all the flowers, and the as you go north in Japan on this island, the seasons change as well, and so eventually you get to where it's snowing, and you're going through the mountains, and and uh, it's just very calming and and, and it, uh, just a thoroughly enjoying gaming experience. And so, for in terms of those comparing those two games, they they couldn't be more different in the experience. They also are both worthy candidates of that award of Game of the Year. But I would I give it the the slight edge to Ghost of Tsushima just because of how how um, Repeatably playable it is. Even when you finish the game, if you haven't completed all of all of the side quests and stuff, you can just keep playing, right? And 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 keep going. And so and you and you keep all of what you've earned up to that point, and and uh, there's still more Mongols to clear off the island. And so if you you can <laughs> you can continue to to if you enjoyed the gameplay and the battle mechanics and and everything, you can continue to to do more of that. And and uh and since I did enjoy that stuff. That was uh, that was probably one of the things that I that I really enjoyed the most is when you were done you could just do more and more of something good is always better right so
1: more is more
0: more is more <laughs> <laughs> Last of Us two is still a great game though
1: yeah and it did win official Game of the Year uh right. pretty much everywhere so it's not like people aren't aware of it so I'm,
0: right I'm, right
1: I'm glad that we're able to offer a little different perspective.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: For me, obviously, I couldn't play either of those games, so there's no way they would be my game of the year, Uh, but I'm going to give it to The Outer Worlds, and that's because The Outer Worlds is a stress-free sci-fi fantasy adventure that requires almost no thought. The side characters that you interact with are charming, the side missions are amusing, uh, the powers and stuff that you can get are useful. And, you know, your sidekicks are quite powerful and they can really actually help you. And I, at no point did I feel like it was becoming a slog. From start to finish, The Outer Worlds was a very smooth, fun experience. And I believe that I got most of the achievements on it as well without even trying, just through the organic way that I play, which, to be honest, is fairly detailed. But um, it was nice to get a lot of achievements for just how I normally play as well. Uh, the art style I really like. It's very colorful. The story is good. Um, and because of the lack of options, um, I think had I played Cyberpunk, perhaps maybe I would be able to give that my game of the year. You know, let's be honest. If I had bought it on day release, it would already be halfway through the game already because that's how I roll. Um, right. But because I haven't, I I need to stick with what I actually played. And what really sticks out for me is I had a really genuinely good time playing Outer Worlds. And it was uncomplicated fun. And I think that's kind of what we all needed in 2020. So if you need a little bit of uncomplicated fun, go check out The Outer Worlds if that sounds like your bag.
0: But it's my favorite game of the year. Absolutely. Ghost of Tsushima and and, uh, Outer Worlds both. um, Some some fun that you don't really have to think about. So now I have one, one that we didn't officially set as a, as a, as an award category, but I wanted to see what you thought. Cause there are a lot of games that were released this year that, that uh, you either didn't get to play cause they weren't on your console or, you know, like in the, in the case of cyberpunk were released so late uh, and, and just, it, it, it just was bad timing. So, is there anything, like, if you were to give an award for a game I would have most liked to play, is there anything that you didn't get to play this year that you would have liked to, uh, given a shot before, you know, before the year ends and and just to say, eh, that's the game I would have most liked to play?
1: To be honest, most of the games I would have liked to play were not on my console. Like, I'd love to give Animal Crossing a try. It looks fun. Like, yeah. I would have liked to play Ghost of Tsushima or The Last of Us 2, and Cyberpunk. I just haven't bought it yet, but it literally only came out four days ago, you know, and I'm kind of deliberating about whether to buy it, knowing it's going to be quite buggy on the Xbox one. So, like, do I do I wait or do I have a better experience later? Like, will it get spoiled for me Um, if if I was going to narrow it down out of all those to the one that I would like most like to play that I can't possibly play? I'd have to say The Last of Us two. Um and The Last of Us one as well, because I couldn't play that either. I've never owned a PlayStation. And for how important it seems to be to people in gaming history and how quote unquote revolutionary. I just kinda wanna see what the fuss is about, but you know, it's it's just a shame that it, it's just a shame that's not going to be an option for me unless I go and buy a PlayStation, which let's be honest, that's that's not going to happen. So but right. The Last of Us series 1 and 2 the you know that's the franchise i most regret not being able to play this year
0: well that is a good one um i fortunately was able to play most of those games uh but the one that i didn't get to play and i enjoyed the first iteration of this so much was uh spider-man miles morales i enjoyed the first spider-man game so much to me it was akin to the ghost of tsushima in that it was just a lot of kind of mindless Park your brain, just enjoy the ride type fun, uh, and and uh, not a lot of stress, stress free fun. And uh, this was another version of that. Uh, I just I hadn't gotten to play it yet. I'll probably play it first of next year sometime, whenever I can get around to to buying it and and have some time to play it. But it's supposed to be a a lot of the same, only you know different powers. You're still playing Spider-Man though, and swinging around the city, but uh, a new story, new enemies, new knew everything else, uh, but all kind of a part of the same universe, and, and I'm looking forward to, to getting back into that. So uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales would be the game I would have most liked to play, uh, but but did not get a chance. So.
1: Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Well, that does it. Uh, those are our awards for this year, and that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templogeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or messages on Facebook or Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. And please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and rate us, because that really helps our show. Until the next time.
1: See you later.